Today's show is brought to you by Appalachian Trails and Pacific Crest Trails. If you're planning for an Appalachian Trail or Pacific Crest Trail through hike, or know someone who is, these books are a must-have resource. While other tools prepare hikers for the logistical part of a through hike, they fail to ready hikers for the most difficult aspect of a half-year backpacking trip, the psychological and emotional struggle. Appalachian Trails and Pacific Crest Trails are both written specifically to ready a hiker's mind for this life-changing journey. I've received countless messages, emails, and personal thanks from former thru-hikers who have cited one of these two books as a key to their success. Whether you're planning for a thru-hike, are on the fence of whether you want to commit to one, or are supporting a loved one on the trail, these books have proven to be an invaluable resource time and time again. Check out the show notes for direct links to both of these books. The farting symphony is definitely oh, yeah. tie people together. Yes, <laughs> at night when our tents are close together, you can like hear everyone <laughs> farting in their sleep, and it's pretty funny. Welcome back to Trail Correspondence, presented by The Trek. Social Dynamics on Trail. In our previous episode, our first group of hikers gave us insight on how their hiking groups have evolved over the course of their hikes. Today, we hear from our remaining PCT and CDT hikers on the same subject. 2019 is an especially interesting year for group formations, given the high snow levels on the PCT and CDT, as this plays a large role in fragmenting the hiker bubble. Some groups forge through the risky conditions, some skip sections, some flip to the northern terminus and hike south, while others abandon the trail altogether. Our hikers weigh in on everything to do with their hiking groups, including the friendships they formed, how they chose their hiking partners, how the dynamics have compared to their pre-trail expectations, and more. In this episode, you'll hear from Karthika, Laura, Julie, Liam, Eric and Allison, our brother-sister duo, Angie, Dosu, and Sarah D. Here it is. Hello, everyone. This is Karthike and Adendla, currently reporting from Thayachapi. I did a Nero yesterday. I'm into my sixth week right now, and I'm currently sitting with Medicine Man, my friend, with whom I'm hiking together. But when I first started hiking from Scott and Frodo's, I was solo, all by myself for nine days. Even though I was with a group, they went off five miles more than what I did. So I ended up staying alone. And at Mike's place, I ran into you, Medicine Man, and that's when we became good friends. And ever since then, we hiked together for some time. We went off and we came back together now. So why? I want to experience the differences between hiking solo and hiking in a group. And I've tried both. Uh, Both has its own pros and cons. And I prefer sometimes to be alone and I prefer sometimes to be others but end of the day when you go back to the camp and look at your friends that'll make you really happy so what about you medicine man what do you prefer hiking alone or solo and why uh, organically I, I like just going with the flow sometimes you, uh, you hike solo uh, it's forced you know you're either injured or someone else is injured and you got to move on and then um, sometimes you meet up and then you end up hiking with the group. Sometimes it's a new group you've never met before. So you, yeah. it's all new experience, all new people, different dynamics. Sometimes it lasts a day. Sometimes it lasts a couple weeks. Um, the first uh, two days, actually the first hour, I met Moose. Mm-hmm. And we started hiking together almost immediately. Although in my head, starting off at Campbell, it was gonna be me solo you know I showed up there at 11 started hiking at 11 30 yeah. and I was all by myself I didn't know anybody I didn't meet anybody at the terminus so when I met him at the store we talked and found out we we're both veterans linked up I had stuff in common and went and moved on then the second day we were at uh, Lake Morena and we met up with pretty much the rest of the group of the goon squad that we started around six people and we we hiked for about uh, about a week and less than a week I think we met you and you were hiking with us we we're crushing all all crushing miles and doing yeah. night hikes and different different things that we were tossed uh, ideas that were getting tossed around yeah which I think 
which I think is also good in group dynamics. Everyone comes from different backgrounds and has different have different experiences. But at the same time, sometimes you want to just push your own ideas and and push your own limits and your own your own. Um, That's when it's better to yeah, hike solo. solo. Yeah, yeah, because then you're not you're not tied to any. Uh, so what what do you think were the bonds you formed with the people in the Goon Squad? How deep was it? Uh, actually, it, it connected really quick, really uh, really hard because. Uh, people started getting injuries you know we started taking care of each other we started building a bond right away and right off the bat just the type of people that we are yeah that's the name you know we were kind of already uh distanced by other hikers because no one knows each other and you know if you're kind of loud and rowdy you're kind of not really welcomed at first but uh, yeah once once everyone sheds their layers you know and it becomes comes part of nature yeah you know, everyone's like true colors come out and you get to really experience somebody for who they really are true so there was more connection than you were expecting yeah for and sure. i would say that for sure as well because when me and smokes went up on san Jacinto, and when you and green butters were up there we felt like waiting for you guys coming down so what happened was these guys went to the summit push at 5 p.m without any headlamp no proper gear and nothing and they were kind of late coming down so we were just waiting for them hoping you know they would turn out if not just go for searching and for us like that. We, that was we, a strong bond i yeah, felt over there we didn't expect you guys to be there at 7 30 stagnant sit, sitting there freezing waiting for us and when you did it kind of like definitely ensured a bond that you guys care you know yeah that's, totally that's, totally yeah. so moving on uh i think the time in the town affects a lot for the grouping as well because some people take more zeros and some just keep moving mm-hmm. what do you think about that yeah definitely a lot of people reset when you hit town it's harder for people to get out of town some people don't even want to hit a town because of that some people have a different goal in mind or they want to get a little further so that breaks up group dynamics sometimes it's a little rough um people breaking up it gets uh i I think people's feelings actually get come into play with that you know what i mean especially when there's a detachment like that some people might feel um i came i came across a a a hiker that was kind of i could see it in them they were very nervous and and tense and upset and i'm like what's up what happened and they're like oh my group moved on it's like did you start in a group and they're like well i started solo i was like well you're already expecting to be solo so why don't you just do a little solo and right. maybe you'll catch up to them right you know? exactly like maybe someone else is going to slow down later on and give you the opportunity to link up or you just yeah. need new people yeah and exactly. it totally changed their view on things you know and yeah sometimes i think you just need to kind of sit back and let it happen go with the flow and let it happen organically yeah so what about the social aspects of on trail versus in town you think people socialize differently definitely on trail we're at work you know we work eight ten hours you know by walking you yeah know? and sometimes some people take that serious you know making those miles it's what matters yeah you know the little things is what matters out here so when you're out there sometimes conversations are short sometimes you take a nice long break and you meet someone you knew but everyone's true colors shine in town everyone starts to relax and realize hey i could be myself i can jump in a jacuzzi i can have conversation other people are introverts they want to be by themselves and that's okay you know yeah everyone's different yeah totally you get to really see who somebody is though yeah yeah i agree with that i mean i felt the same and in town people are a little different and versus on the trail as well because on the trail some are really motivated to do miles like Mm -hmm. you said Mm -hmm. they're on a mission but in town again you have some work to do like doing your chores and everything yeah, once you're done with that resupply, yeah the resupply that's a huge part but once you're done with that you're pretty much relaxing most yeah, of the time yeah. all right so that's that's all we have for the for the group dynamics here thank you so much for jumping in medicine man no problem man it's Anytime. awesome hiking with you yeah thank you thank you bye everyone this is katken adenla signing off happy trails happy trails Hello there, it's Carjack here and I am recording from Tehachapi at mile 566.5 on the Pacific Crest Trail. And today I am going to be talking about group dynamics on trail. And this is a topic that I didn't spend much time thinking about before the trail and I cannot believe how much a part of the trail life it is. Uh, I feel like when I was preparing for the PCT, I did do a lot of mental preparation. I read the book Pacific Crest Trials and did a lot of the writing and 
you know, did a lot of work around how it would be to be lonely or face difficult physical circumstances or uh, be homesick or have doubt and fear. I had all of that pretty much prepared in my mind, but I had done no preparation for the intense amount of social dynamics that are a part of through hiking in the year 2019 when there are literally hundreds and thousands of people on these trails. And it is uh, one of the best things about the PCT, but it is also for me one of the hardest things about hiking Um, especially the first couple of weeks. The first two weeks on trail felt a lot like the first two weeks of like university in first year, freshman year. Um, Everyone just seemed so, including me, seemed so concerned about what everyone else was doing. Um, So concerned with who was friends with who and who was going to be, who was going to be my friend and, you know, whatever, you know, what everyone was doing in terms of their gear and how fast everyone was going. Um, I felt like everyone sort of moved in these packs, just trying to stay with their friends. Um, It was, I found it really stressful, although the people that I was meeting were amazing and I, you know, I wanted to stay with them and hike with them because I really liked them, but it was more social dynamics than I was expecting. I'm about almost six weeks into the hike now and things have definitely settled down in that respect, Um, but I have sort of developed or become part of a fairly big trail family of about 10 or 12 people. It kind of changes depending on the week. But, um, you know, this is, again, one of the best things. I absolutely love the people that are in my trail family. I feel like I've gotten so unbelievably close to them hiking with them for the last, you know, four to six weeks. Um, you know, it's great to be in a bigger group because even if I'm a day behind, you know, there's usually someone with me, you know, there's always someone to do stuff with. There's always someone in town who is wanting to split a hotel or get a hitch together. So that I really like. Um, but some of the cons, I just find it sometimes very tiring being around so many people. And, you know, especially, given the expectation that I had that I would be spending a lot of time alone and in quiet, (laughs) you know, sometimes I do find being in a big group of people to be tiring. And even if they're the people that I absolutely adore, I have found that I need to carve out quiet time for myself. So sometimes for me, that means getting a hotel with maybe only one other person or by myself, um, just be, make an effort to hike for most of the day by myself um, and maybe just camp with other people. I've camped a few nights by myself, which has been nice, but then it's really nice to reconnect with my trail family in the next day or so. So yeah, the, it can be tiring just just socially and I'm pretty extroverted and even I find it tiring. Um, and then the other con with a large group of people in their 20s and 30s is just there is going to be drama and there has been drama in my trail family you know um the same stuff that happens in real life happens out on the trail so people um have romantic interest in other people that is not reciprocated and then there's awkwardness (laughs) um you know there's people that are trying to hike with you that you might not necessarily want to hike with and there's you know awkwardness about trying to subtly you know, hike faster or hike slower than that person to sort of get away from them. Um, These are all things that I just really didn't anticipate or think about. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I would have done anything differently if I had known, but just something to kind of be aware of the reality of being out here, especially in the bubble where there's tons and tons of other hikers. Um, And then the other sad part about, or bad part about having a nice, tight, huge trail family is it's so sad when people leave. Um, One of the guys that I've been hiking with since the start of the trail um, left today because he's decided that he's going to go and do the CDT southbound. I think he wasn't getting exactly the experience on the PCT this year with the weather and everything being the way it is. So he left today and I really was surprised how sad I am um, that he's not going to be part of the group. Um, and then there's a couple of other guys who hiked out today. Um, about half of us are taking a zero in town today and about half hiked out um, and, you know, I'm, I miss them already. <laughs> We're going to reconnect in Kennedy Meadows, um, you know, 100 and some, 150 miles from here. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to miss them. But I'm looking forward to seeing them in Kennedy Meadows. So our group has kind of splintered a little bit um, for the next week. And then when we get to Kennedy Meadows, 
there's going to be another split because I think that um, most of us don't feel comfortable entering the Sierra because of the high snow year this year. And so we're all kind of having different strategies about what we'd like to do. I think some people are going to flip up to the Canadian border and finish the hike southbound. Some are going to hike up to Northern or hit flip up to Northern California and then try to piece together some trail up there. Um, and then there are a couple that are going to stay and do the Sierra. So, um, you know, that's, we had a family meeting yesterday or the day before, uh, and all sat and talked about, you know, what our plans were and what the research, you know, what research we've been doing and what we'd heard from other people. And so it does seem like there's going to be a split and I'm sad about that, but you know, I know that there's lots of other amazing hikers that I'll meet on the trail and I just need to be more open-minded to that. But, um, yeah, you know, I see people hiking completely solo and I totally admire that. It looks like it would be a lot less complicated in some ways, but you know, I, I love the people that I'm hiking with and I, I wouldn't change that, but, um, sometimes, yeah, it would be nice to have a bit more quiet and, and, you know, anytime I want it, I can get it. If I want to camp by myself, I can easily do that. If I wanted to, you know, hike by myself for a few days, even I could easily do that, but I just like these people so gosh darn much. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, think that's pretty much all I have to say about group dynamics. Um, I think a whole book could be written about just this topic. I think maybe a, a chapter could be added to Pacific Crest Trials about um, social dynamics and how to navigate them. So yeah, I'll probably check in with you again around Kennedy Meadows. And uh, yeah, can't wait to be done the desert. I'm loving it. I'm having a wonderful time, but I'm really ready to be done with the heat and looking forward to some new landscapes. So we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey Backpacker Radio, Uh, this is Julie slash Archimedes coming um, at you from Tehachapi, California. It's mile 566-ish on the PCT. Um, So today I am here with my friend uh, Big Mama and we are going to talk to you guys a little bit um, about group dynamics on the trail. So um, I'm going to kind of interview Big Mama and get her thoughts on group dynamics and how, how it's affected her hike. So the first question is, are you hiking in a group with a partner or solo and why? Um, we're hiking in a big group, like a biggish group. There's probably eight or nine of us that are steady. Um, and I'm hiking with a group because I just feel like it's nice at the end of the day to have someone to debrief with and chat about the events of the day with and catch up with on breaks and just kind of nice to have you know people to hang out with throughout the day yeah I grew up big mama so we're kind of hiking in the same group of eight to nine people um and um it's definitely nice I like to hike by myself during the day but it's really nice getting into camp and you know knowing that other people are excited to talk to you and and you know excited for you to be there um and you know it Definitely having other people that you can laugh with when things are really hard um, definitely helps a lot. So how has this changed, Big Mama, for you from like the early, like did you have a group right away or has this kind of evolved as you've hiked or? So I started hiking with my mom. She hiked to Mount Laguna with me um, and then after she left I was solo for a couple days, kind of floating back and forth between two bubbles that felt like. Um, and I wasn't really, I was connecting with people, but they would be doing like 10 mile days and I would be doing like 18 to 15 mile days. Um, and I kind of, it was until Warner Springs that I, um, kind of started meeting with a group. Um, I feel like that's when a lot of people started their groups, but before that it felt like people were trying so hard to make a trail family out of whoever, um, that it felt kind of exclusive um and if you weren't already like if you didn't go to scout and frodo's it felt like um you had to work a little bit harder to make a trail family or you know make friends in general yeah so i I told you guys before on a a couple other episodes um that i really struggled with the social part on the first three to four weeks um, I was very lonely, and I found it very difficult. I would find, I mean, I meet people who I connected with, but 
like Big Mama says, because of the mileage differences, like they may be doing more miles than me or are less. And so then you would like never see them again or, you know, it just, it didn't work. So I really struggled with that. Um, the first couple of weeks, it, 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 the crazy thing is I thought that would be the easiest part for me because I'm very outgoing and very social. Um, so it was, it was frustrating and surprising to me that it was so hard to find people that I really connected with. Um, the other thing that I think was part of part, my, probably my fault was that um, I still felt very tied to everything at home. And so I was spending time during the day, like texting and, you know, talking to people from home and, you know, I'd like sit down for a break and call my mom or call one of my friends. And instead I should have been trying to, you know, do more to connect with hikers around me. So I feel like once I got that balanced down a little bit more, um, things started to come together. And then, you know, plus you do just, you start to figure out what your normal mileage is going to be. Um, for me, things really changed kind of when I got to Big Bear. Uh, I met some awesome people and, you know, figured out I could kind of keep up with them. So um, that's kind of how it's evolved. I guess my best advice then for someone doing a trail is to be patient. Um, I've also been told that the PCT, these things take longer to come together on the PCT because there's not the shelter aspect of it where, you know, yeah, some people that have hiked the AT have told me, oh, yeah, tramways form faster on the AT because you're kind of grouped up by shelter. Right. On the PCT, it's a little bit different. So, you know, yeah, so... Um, it's definitely come together. So, um, Big Mama, if so, you're you're in a tramley. So, talk about the bonds that you formed. Is it are the bonds deep? Is it is it like a typical friendship or relationship that you have in normal life? Or if it's not, how is it different? I feel like the the bonds form differently than the bonds form in real life. Um, but I feel like they are similar to the relationships that I have in real life. You know, like I've I've known you guys for probably like three, four weeks max. Um, and I feel like I've known you guys for years, you know. Um, and also like just hiking with someone for a day. Like normally we all hike by ourselves. But if you just like I hiked with Shiwi for a day and we chatted for a, a long time. And I feel like. I know his backstory and I know him more than I know some other people in the group and I, I, they are strong bonds and like they're bonds that will hopefully last a lifetime. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think that the bonds grow much faster and deeper than they do in off trail life. I think for a couple of reasons, number one, you're doing something really hard and anytime you do something that's really hard with other people, you, I mean, you automatically, it's like you're going through something together mm -hmm. and that automatically sort of makes kind of your bonds stronger. Um, the other thing is, is it's kind of like you live together. Like, yeah. you know, in the morning we like get up, we all go to work slash do our hiking, but then at night we all try to get to camp together. And then, you know, like, so at night we're like cooking together and sleeping and, mm -hmm. and so it's almost like you live together. And I mean, plus there's just no way around like getting personal on trail, like, you know, like, we know when each other's poops. We know whenever, like, someone yeah. usually eats. Like, we know, you know, it's just, like, there's no way to avoid all those super personal things um, because you're just so kind of exposed, um, you know, out in the wilderness when you're backpacking. So I think they I think they form deeper, faster than they would kind of in normal life. The farting symphony is definitely oh, yeah. tie people together. Yes, closer. at night when our tents are close together, you can, like, hear everyone <laughs> farting in their sleep, and it's pretty funny. Um, the last question is, um, how does time in town affect grouping? Like, and, and how is time in town socially different than it is on the trail? I feel like our group kind of has managed our town time better. Like, we, we're all kind of on the same page when it comes to town and getting things done. Um, in the beginning, since there were so many of us um, together, right now our trail family is, like, kind of two groups. One got a couple days behind due to um, an excursion to L.A. <laughs> um, but I feel like we, like, run our errands either together or separately, but we'll all have a meal each night. We all room together. Um, and then in town we meet up. I feel like our group is kind of fluid. Like, there's a core, like, eight of us, but we know kind of everyone in our bubble, so it's nice in town to catch up with everyone and see how everyone's doing, but I, I don't know. I feel like we all have the same mindset, so we get we kind of get our shit done, and then we just relax. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really see a huge... I, I think the biggest advantage to town is that I see more hikers that aren't in the core group, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, whereas on trail, we kind of all stick together the you know the core group and then when we get to town like last night we were at a pizza place and there was probably you know 15 hikers there and it was so fun to get to see other people and find out what they're doing and how things are going 
Um, you know, I think the whole Trammelly thing is really important on trail, but I think it's equally as important to stay fluid and, you know, make sure you're talking to lots of different people because as this journey continues, you know, things are going to change. You know, you're going to have to know more people than just, you know, the, the Trammelly that you're kind of sticking with. So, um, yeah, I think town is a great time to like get to know other hikers. Um, everyone kind of take a deep breath, have a couple beers, you know, have some pizza and, um, you know, really get to know each other. So, um, that is what, um, big mom and I have to say about group dynamics. We are doing a great, you know, we're having a lot of fun out here. Um, we're getting really close to the Sierra. So we're, we're having discussions now about how to handle that because there's so much snow on the PCT this year. Um, so I look forward to, um, getting to update you guys in the future. All right. See ya. Bye. All right, guys, what is up? It's Hot Take um, with the Simon 7s. We're going with groups on trail. Wow, yeah, this is a good topic. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, groups on trail are really interesting. I think I'm currently in Kennedy Meadows. It is day 48, 49. We've been here for like two, a day and a half, two days. Um, just chilling, got a new gear, ready to take on the Sierras. We are going through. It's going to be so much fun. But yeah, groups on trail are really interesting. Um, I think we're at that point in the desert's done, but I feel like even like two and a half weeks ago, like middle of the desert, like right before Tehachapi, which is at like mile five, 60 something, um, you, you stop meeting people as individuals. You meet them with the people that they're hiking because usually tramways have kind of formed by now. So it's really interesting because there's like some families who are like really open and like want to meet new people. And there's people who are like, I have my friends. These are, my, these are my friends. I'm not open to meeting new people. So it's really interesting. And then I also think it's really interesting how people hike with people that they think they're on the same hiking level with. So for example, there's like a, a group of elites. Like there's like elite groups who like are putting up like 30 plus mile days and like don't have time for your 15s and like all that kind of stuff, which I think is super interesting. And then there's like groups that just like love being friends and they don't really care what kind of miles they put up. Um, I feel like that's where my family kind of falls into place. Like, we could put up big miles. We don't really want to. We're just kind of chilling. Uh, we do put up big miles sometimes, but yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the place to be. I'd rather hang out with people because I enjoy their company than hang out with them because they're really good hikers and I want to keep up with them. Uh, that doesn't mean that the people who are really good hikers aren't good people as well, but yeah, I think it's just interesting how there's, like, that dynamic of, like, you definitely see tramways that are like, oh, like, these people mean business. Like... I need to be able to put up big miles if I wanted to even hang with them, you know? So I think that's interesting. Um, meeting people on trail, like, you just, you're all doing the same thing. So I look, I've looked at, okay, this is going to sound weird, but I've looked at this through hike as like a soccer tournament. I used to play, I used to play a lot of soccer when I was younger, competitively. And so a soccer tournament, you all go to a different place, you all stay in these hotels, and then, like, the next day you have a game, and then, like, you compete in the game, then you go back to the hotel, and, like, I feel like through hiking it's just one big soccer tournament. Like, we, you're in this class of people, and, like, all of us are competing against the trail. So, like, it's one big game, but, like, we all, like, go to these hotels, and we all go out to restaurants, and, like, we drink together, and then, like, and it's, like, weird when you, like, see people in town and they're not in their hiking uniform gear. You're like, oh, wow, like, you look normal. Like, it's so interesting when you see people, like, not in their uniform, you know? And so I just think it's been so, it's like, it has reminded me so much of soccer. And I think it's like super interesting. Like there was a one day we were playing basketball at Mike's place and like we had like our gaiters untucked and like our shoes untied. And I was like, dang, like we're doing something that's not hiking. Like we're doing a different activity, which I think is interesting and cool and quirky and random. And yeah, so that's been super fun. But yeah, and I think times in towns versus times on trail, like, trail my family like we don't really like we hike together but it's mostly like me time like I hike usually alone this year that'll obviously change but like hike alone I listen to my music I'm thinking um we usually meet up for lunch we meet up for dinner obviously and then we all camp at the same place like sometimes we hike together sometimes we don't but I feel like times in towns are like when you really get to know each other my family we like to drink so, like, we get to town, we hit the liquor store, we buy some White Claws, we have a good time. Because it's, like, it's our weekend, you know? We, this, our job is to hike. That's what we are set out here to do. And so, like, when you go into town, it's kind of, like, your day to relax and, like, 
kick back. And it's like, if you worked a nine to five on the weekends, you drink and like hang out and do whatever you want to do that's not working. And that's kind of like our time in towns, which I think is super fun. Um, but yeah, and you also just get to like, I think that real conversations happen on and off trail, like in towns and on, and on trail. But I think that like, when you're stripped of everything, you don't have service and you're just like sitting at camp with people, especially cowboying when you're like just cowboy camping next to your friends. It's like when you really um, get to know them and tell stories and like one story sparks another story and you just shoot the shit and hang out. And I think it's really great. I think that the connections are very deep that you create because I mean like you're only out here like there's it's so interesting because you can create a whole new life here. Like no one knows my life back home. You know, no one knows who I was before trail. Um, they just only know who I am now. So I can create a whole new narrative of who I want to be. And so like, I came out here trying to be the most authentic self, my Liam Pirtle that I could be. Um, and I think that I've been doing that and I think it's been really great and fun, but yeah, it's so interesting because you see people and you're like, and then you like get to know a little bit more of their story and you're like, oh wow, like you might be a little bit different than like you, I wonder what you're like at home, you know? Like I wonder what your home friends are like. And I tell my friends on trail all the time, like I can't wait to meet my home friends. Like I can't wait to meet my college friends. Like you're going to love them. Like they're going to love you. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to meet this person. Like you're going to love them. And so I just think it's interesting that like we're out here creating a new life for ourselves. That's like, you can be whoever you want to be out here. And I think that's super interesting. So, yeah, I think that's all I really want to say about Groups on Trail. I've been thinking a lot about it and it's fun. And like people has been, it was my biggest stressor on trail, like making friends. That was one of my biggest things I was most nervous about because I'm not like a normal hiking guy. Like I don't have a lot of experience. I'm not like one of the elites. I'm not in amazing shape. So like I was nervous that I was going to come out here with a bunch of people who like really knew their shit and like knew what they were doing. And I was just like, I don't know how to use my stove but yeah I think that my personality hopefully shined through and I met some amazing amazing people who are really great um, and I'm continuing to meet and I can't wait till we add into the Sierras and like since with it's been such a high snow year so we've been like we've been meeting people who've been chilling in Kennedy Meadows for a while now and we're going straight in because we've timed it kind of right and we kind of slow down our pace a little bit to be able to go right through so I think that it's going to be super interesting to like meet a whole new community and like some of our communities flipping and like we won't see people for a while. So it's interesting Like groups on trailer is going to be a huge in these next couple months. So yeah, um, I'm hot take as you guys know, um, you can follow me on Instagram at 50 shades of pale. I'll be posting a lot of pics of the Sierras because they're going to be so freaking beautiful. And I hope you guys have such an amazing day. Okay. Peace and love hot take out. Hey guys, this is Allison. This is Tropicana, AKA Eric, and we are the brother-sister team heading north on the PCT. We're calling in from mile 606.3 tonight. We're next to a little spring, so maybe you guys could hear that. Very nice. And we're joined by two members of our trail family. I'll let you guys introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Raven and I'm from Czech Republic. Hi, I'm Hot Ham from China. All right, so Today we're talking about groups on the trail and these two have actually been with us since the first day of hiking. Yeah, actually since Scout and Frodo's. That's where we met. Yeah. <laughs> so technically the first night or night before. Yeah, but it's been kind of interesting. Um, we've been hiking as a group at times and then we break apart like a day or two and hike solo. Um, I don't know if you want to talk more you guys have anything to add to that? So before I started the trail, my plan was to hike solo, hike alone, cause I don't know, I just felt like it would be better for me. But then I met this amazing group of people and we actually, I got, actually got separated from them after a week and luckily they caught up and <laughs> now we are together again. Yeah, you sped ahead of us as some of us were injured. Yeah. And then I got injured and sick and you got up. <laughs> Yay. So before I started a hike, my friends and family were asking me, oh, are you hiking with someone? 
And I said, definitely no, <laughs> because it's impossible to find someone who would commit six months to hike PCT with you. Yeah. But I would also know, even that I would start alone, that I will meet people on the trail, and this is exactly how it turned out. Yeah, yeah, and of course, Tropicana and I have been hiking together from the start. Um, been stuck with each other, but we really met a yeah. good group of people. I think, I think mom would have been pissed if we hiked separate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> would not be happy about that. How, how long do you guys think it took for us to form a bond? I mean, we were hiking since day one, so we kind of had like that kind of instant bond there of like we're all going through this big experience together. But I think starting together is the foundation of the bond because yeah. all the different other trail families I met, most of them start on the same day. So I think that's really important. It's really the first night where we camped at that mile 15. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably one of the most important elements. And then I think after a week that we realized we've been really camp we've been really camping all together for the week, I feel like that's when this bond has really consolidated. For sure. And I think the uh, we have like a WhatsApp group, and I think that really helped too. Like, yeah. we yeah. all yeah. keep in contact with each other. Yeah, <laughs> and it seems like whoever's out in front, uh, like right now, we have someone that we is part of our trail family. He's like a day or two ahead. So, typically, when that happens, the person ahead just sends info on what's coming and yeah, what to do, which is awesome. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Raven, you did that a little bit for us, and that was yeah. like really cool to have like a scout ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, it feels good that you don't. Even though we are like a trail family, we don't have to be always together. So usually Definitely. during the day, we just hike in our own pace. Yeah, yeah. Kilometers away from each other, and then we just meet for the dinner. So. Yeah. I kind of feel that I have enough time for myself and if I just don't feel like talking to someone I can go ahead and nobody judges me and I so was always okay. judging you <laughs> oh, no. um, nobody judges me but Felix <laughs> them. And it seems like we always try to like converge uh, as a group once we get to town and that kind of makes like splitting lodging a little bit cheaper or yeah. like getting out and getting food or a beer with it's just like hanging out with friends and like yeah it's pretty cool and it's definitely good to have people you trust on trail too because you're sharing a room with them with like you're pretty much your whole life in your backpack and like it's just great to have like that built-in trust and like you don't have to question it and just yeah and you know. know you'll come to town with like other people you know instead of i think some people have probably had the problem of like coming to town like oh i don't want to do a whole room by myself yeah can i like well, get a room with somebody yeah we were talking about this a bit hiking today but we we don't know how many trail families there are or like how many groups there are out on the trail uh, we think that like a lot of people might be hiking solo and then they just happen to camp wherever they want to camp and there happens to be other people there at times and like they'll kind of yeah. hike with them for a couple of days and break apart i don't know that's been my observation on that yeah but. yeah i tend to agree i don't know how many trail families there are that are as like tight as our family i feel like yeah oh well, yeah i, I think it's know. like a mixture of people out on trail yeah so. yeah probably yeah so um i do also think that like uh, breaking into a trail family can be hard um i know we've kind of like had some people that ebb and flow but if I were to like go into a new trail family, I think that'd be really hard because people have formed some strong bonds yeah. so far. Yeah. Um, all right. Since this is a 2019 specific question for you guys, but how do you think the Sierras and snowpack is going to affect like the group dynamic? I'm actually worried it will break our group because so far everybody has different plans. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see, maybe we meet again, but I don't think we will be hiking as a group till the end. Yeah. No, unfortunately. I uh, think the Sierras are going to break us up. And that's because it's still snowing there and we're like <laughs> four days away from June. So, <laughs> do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think uh, uh, I think it's definitely going to break our family, um, but I wouldn't worry too much about it. I wouldn't give it like a negative tone yeah because mm. this is part of the trail that right, true. 
I mean, you never expect. I never came in, came to PCT expecting I hiking the entire thing with a particular person, and I, I've been always embracing that fact. So I think it's yeah. okay, and I think、um, a majority of us are gonna potentially flip, and then maybe we're not gonna flip to same places. And then hike Sierra together, but I think potentially we can meet again in Washington,、True. and that always leaves like a positive tone, yeah,、uh, and then something to expect、yeah. and、uh, looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, we shall see. Yeah, that'd be awesome to have like a little trail family reunion. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere, and I guess it's good to meet new people too.、Yeah. You guys are great, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note, that's all we have today from mile six. What are we at? Six oh six. Six oh six. Yeah. All right. Till next time, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Hey everybody! This is Siren and Jailbreak. Yeah, hi, hi folks. <laughs>、uh, and we're here at Casa de Luna.、Uh, we're gonna hike out tonight, but first we're gonna talk to you about group dynamics. So, let's see.、Um, I'll ask you first. Okay. Are you hiking solo in a group, and why? So I'm hiking with a group. I'm hiking with、uh, Band Aid and、uh, Scribe, and. I've been sort of in and out of several trail families, sort of like loose trail families. But I think I'm going to settle with these folks for the Sierras because I enjoy them tremendously.、Um, as far as hiking during the day, I think we sort of split up and do moments of solitude and group hiking, and then usually just try and make plans to camp at night. Because even though I like them a lot, like anything, I wouldn't spend 24 hours a day like with my Regular family or wife, or I would be made crazy by that. Awesome.、Um, I started off in a group of four people. That was then six people, then four people, and now there's two of us.、Um, we had、uh, we had an injury.、Um, gosh, where were we? I don't even know where we were. It was probably 200 miles ago or so.、Um, one of our group members, Nam, took. Oh yeah, it was after Big Bear. It was just after she took a、um, she took a local trail. Incorrectly down towards Big Bear, got separated from us, and she had been suffering from a hurt ankle, and then couldn't catch up. And our other group member,、uh, Stoic, turned around to to find her and stay with her. And we haven't seen them since. We've been texting with them, and so we know they're safe and where they are. But we have been separated ever since because、uh, we kept going. So,、uh, but I've been with Pep Talk since day one. He's over there painting a rock right now.、Uh, if you get to、uh, Casa de Luna, you've got to paint a rock. It's pretty cool. Okay,、um, what's next? Oh, talk about the bonds you've formed. So you've gone in and out of groups. Yeah. So I think you know you get attached to people.、Um, you just meet a lot of really cool people on the trail and get into these little trail families. And then you know, for whatever reason, like pace or zero days or <laughs> that's a lot of crows. It's <laughs> a lot of crows.、Um, Yeah, just pace or zero days or injury, you kind of get separated. So, I moved in and out of a couple other groups, and、uh, one is ahead of me and one is behind me. So,、um, it's a long trail. So, I think it, we'll probably cross paths with them again, and that's really neat. Yeah.、So. I thought it was a huge bummer when we got separated from Nam and Stoic.、Um, Because we'd hiked together for a couple of weeks, and I think that that was actually a lot. There's a lot of crows. It's a murder of crows. It's, it's a、bad. ton of crows. Did you know? They're probably they're a what? A murder of crows. That's there's a lock of crows. There's a murder、spawned. of crows above our heads.、Um, they're present every morning to make sure we know they're there.、Um, yeah, it was a bummer because、uh, we all sort of were taking care of each other.、Uh, so it was really sad when we separated from them.、Uh, but it's really great to get to know new people. I think、uh, we sort of fell in with you guys a couple、yeah. days ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's been awesome. And I met with some of the people you were hiking with back in Wrightwood, yeah.、Uh, and getting to know them was really cool as well. So it's pretty cool to get to know different people.、Um, 
And so, yeah. So, so is there more or less connection than you were expecting? Uh, I would have to say that I was expecting to like be by myself out here all the time and not get attached to people. Um, and I was wrong. <laughs> so, um, I am absolutely getting attached to people and I'm dealing with that sort of in a different way every single day. Um, but I guess that's life, right? Whether you're out here or not. Yeah, I'm a bit of a sentimentalist, so I don't know. I didn't have any expectations that way, but it's not surprising to me that I've become attached to people yeah. on the trip. Yeah. People are, well, most people are pretty easy to get along with, so that's nice. Uh, okay, so how does time in town affect grouping? Or talk about the social aspects of the trail versus town. So I think in a more, in like a sort of broader picture, I've heard, I heard somebody say that the difference between like trail life and like normal life is that like in your normal life things are actually pretty simple or uh, they're actually pretty easy but they're really complicated so you know if you want something you just like hop in your car and drive three minutes down the road and you've got like work and family and all these other commitments versus trail life is like very simple but actually very challenging because you're just walking but you know that takes a toll like physically and mentally so it's always interesting like I've thought of that a lot as we sort of go in and out of towns and uh, it's sort of like you're thrust back into reality and uh, you know we have our checklists and like our stress and anxiety and then we're like get the hell out of here and then we head off into the trail and it's nice and nice and simple and hard and hard it's been really hard lately to get out of the places where we stop because it's been hot been really hot um i would say it's easier to make decisions about what you need to do when you don't go into town and have access to all of these things that you can distract yourself with so it is a lot easier when you're out on trail to make decisions about things um and it's interesting for me i'm only hiking with one other person so um so i find myself checking in with him when we're places when i don't need to do that like, what are you going to do right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go do this right now. Almost like, uh, don't leave without me, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, what are we doing? So it's interesting. Um, um, yeah, my last trail family was, like, pretty large. So it was, like, one, two, three, four, five, at least six of us. Yeah. And so that was actually much more difficult to, like, coordinate. Yes. Like, then you can really do get lost and have... Uh, people have different expectations about yeah. like, how long you're going to be there and what you're going to do. And Even with just the additional two people that we started with, just trying to negotiate what time we were going to leave in the morning, when we were going to stop and eat together, are we going to stop and eat together, where are we going to camp? Like That added a lot of time to our hiking. For um, sure. So it's easier with less people. But it's, it's interesting to see different groups. Like Some people are like solo hikers who meet up at the end of the day with other people. And then some people are clearly like hiking every second of the day together. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how different people function and there's, I, everybody does something different. Yeah. Everybody does something sure. different, but I don't know. I think things are going to evolve constantly, but I'd love to be able to stick around with the people that we see. Uh, we've kept a relatively, I don't want to say slow pace, even though people are constantly talking about how far do you hike in a day? <laughs> when did you start? Uh, What's your base weight, bro? Yeah, constantly. It's what, what are you called? Like, what is your name? When did you start? How many miles do you hike a day? Those are the three questions that will get asked every single time. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going slower than the pack in general so we've seen a lot of people pass us and that can be kind of stressful because you kind of you want to try to keep up with people and then it puts stress on what you're trying to do and your body and making decisions becomes like well what are you going to do how much water are you taking yeah (laughs) how much food do you have uh it all becomes kind of like pack mentality in a little a little bit um so it's interesting to see how individuals sort of come together and make group decisions based on this ginormous thing we're all trying to tackle. Sure. But I don't know. Anything else you got about groups? Uh, no. I could probably like get into the nuances of all this stuff. Like, yeah, I've no, that. you know I don't we've know if hiked that would be, like entertaining for people. Yeah, well. There's probably a lot to talk about. I do think that one other thing that's interesting to me is we've got a group of people that we've hiked with a few times, and they're all they're all German. We call them the Germans because they're all German. Um, but none of them knew each other before they came here. Uh, they just sort of found each other, and I, obviously the common thread there is language. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so far they've stuck together but even within that group there's you know they're dividing and pairing off and separating a little bit and it's it's interesting to see so it is interesting to see like what brings people together like what the common threads are yes with various groups like for the first folks that i hiked with um they were both french speakers so mm-hmm. and they're still hiking together yes and so obviously like the advantage of being able to speak their own language yes is like you know they've talked about how that's less mentally taxing for them yes and, and like, th- that's who i hung out with in Wrightwood, and they're fantastic yeah um yeah, and they talked about how isolating being on trail was alone until they found each other. Um, and they don't even... One's French-Canadian and one is from France. And they, so they speak differently, but well enough right, right. well enough to know, to know what's going on. That's the other thing. Uh, so when we started, Nam was from South Korea and uh, uh, Stoic is from Czech Republic. And so English is not their first language and they both, they both <laughs> feel like they struggle with it. And so communicating was difficult for them and... Um, and it was interesting how much time was spent just communicating. And when we stopped at Paradise Valley, um, there was a Korean family that came into the restaurant and she heard them and perked up and got so excited and talked about how exhausting it was to be in English in her brain all the time because it's sure. not her language. So it is interesting because there's a lot of international people around and seeing yeah, who they find and how they communicate with other people. So. Anyway, there's tons of groups. There's tons of solo hikers. I've met plenty of people who don't even really kind of want to say hello to me back <laughs> on yeah. the trail. Like, they're here doing their own thing, and that's fine. But cool. Right on. Thanks. Yeah, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, we'll do it again. So this is Siren and... Uh, jailbreak. Signing off. What's up, Trekkers? Dosu here, coming at you from mile 1,129 of the Content to Divide Trail. Currently, it is day 40 for me, or the end of day 40, and I am camped out at roughly 10,900 feet of elevation. You'll have to excuse my voice, and I might have to pause this. Currently, I am experiencing some bronchitis. So that's been sucking a lot, being here at high elevation. Today it looks like we're talking about groups and groups on trail. This is a kind of funny time to be touching on this subject, as I'm maybe one of ten people on the Continental Divide Trail still going northbound. And of those ten people, uh, I believe I'm maybe like one of two or three that are actually sticking to the Continental Divide Trail and not taking the alternates. That being said, there could be some people behind me, but if you look at any of my Instagram or YouTube stuff, uh, there's no footprints anywhere where I am. So I haven't seen anybody. I was hiking with my buddy Ducky uh, through Colorado he decided it was time to engage the flip. So he's gone up to Wyoming and is going to be southbounding to avoid all this snow. If you haven't heard, this is another very high snow year for the Continental Divide Trail, uh, higher than previous ones before. So most people uh, got to the snow, figured it wasn't for them, and have hitched up to Wyoming. Having been through hiking for a while now, I would say the best way to pick your group starts with hiking your own hike. That's typically the best way for groups to start getting established. You know, if you're the kind of person that wants to hitch all the road walks, uh, you should probably match yourself up with other people that wants to hitch all the road walks. If you want to do smaller days and just enjoy yourself, Uh, finding other people that like to hike that same way is a great way to establish your groups. For me, I am always hiking continuous footpath, so that means I don't hitch any of the road walks, I don't hitch at all, except for uh, if I can hitch into town and then hitch back to the exact spot that I left off. And the other is that I am going no-bo. So no matter what, I'm going to be going northbound. So no flip-flopping for me. Um, I also try to hike the hardest parts of the trail that I can. So that means I'm doing as much of the 
true content of divide trail as possible with a, as little deviation from that uh, unless there's like an amazing view coming up if I take a an, an alternate but for the most part I like to do the biggest miles and the hardest miles and that is where I got into the predicament of being alone I'm sure that after I finish Colorado and uh, everyone that has flipped and started going southbound rejoins the CDT and goes northbound again, uh, that there'll be more people around to hang out with. For those that know me, they know that I have a pretty large trail family uh, from my different trails like the Appalachian Trail, the PCT, Long Trail, Wonderland Trail. Uh, I have a pretty big trail family. The bonds with the people that I consider my trail family are pretty strong. I've traveled from one end of the country to the other to go to their weddings, to visit them, to hang out. And lucky for me, my trail fam cares about me a whole lot too. My fam Rocco from the PCT in 2017, he has been trail angeling me a little bit here in Colorado recently. Had a couple of double zeros with him, and hopefully he's going to be meeting me up at the, the lake up ahead. That definitely helps keeping my spirits high. Through hiking is as much of a mental game as it is a physical game. Maybe even more so mental than physical, if you ask me. So having that support from my trail fam every time I get into town, texting me, uh, that really helps, especially when I'm out here alone three, four, five days in a row. The connections with my trail fam transcends just regular friendship and truly is a family that I've made on trail. My trail family isn't just limited to while I'm on trail either. I make a lot of the decisions based on where I want to live after this, on where my trail family lives. Those are the people that I want to spend time with. When it all comes down to it though, you gotta hike your own hike. Uh, you can still be trail family and still not be able to hike together. Like with Ducky having to flip up to Wyoming. That was him hiking his hike. Me hiking mine is staying here. But that doesn't negate the fact that we're fam now. Which is why real trail fams end up staying trail family even after the trail's over. For me, one of the best parts of having a trail fam while actually on trail is having that support with you every day as you go through. I love playing like little different games like odds and lows and highs. Also used to do a lot of betting with Earthcake and Grouch back in the beginning. Little things like that really help to keep the trail enjoyable and social. I have to say one of my favorite things about hiking with the trail fam is the celebration when you get into town. Like I said before, I like to try to hike the hardest and biggest miles. Uh, that being said, I'm usually pretty wiped out. So getting into town and celebrating, uh, it's really just about embracing the brutality of the trail and celebrating the victory when you get into town. Which is why I kind of have a reputation for being ultra-lit, not ultra-light. Speaking again on the subject of town, I am about 33 miles from my next town. So, probably won't get there till Friday morning. But to make sure that I get there through all this snow and post-holing, I'm going to go to bed. It has been lovely talking with all you trekkers. Uh, feel free to hit me up. It can be positive or even negative criticism. Uh, both will push me and help me on this trail. So talk to you all later. This is Sarah Duma. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? And I am now very close to the New Mexico Colorado border in Chama, New Mexico. 
And we are going to be talking about hiker families and uh, friends on trail. So I'm here with a friend of mine. This is Raps. Hi, everyone. I'm Raps. Uh, I come from the UK and I'm here in America for the summer hiking the CDT. And Raps, uh, what other trails have you done before? Well, last year I section hiked on this PCT from Campo to Mammoth, and I was always going to go back this year, and then I ended up choosing the CDT, and I'm glad I made that choice. And uh, would you say we're friends? <laughs> I think we're friends. We've known each other for pretty much most of the trail now. Yeah, um, I think I met you in Lorsburg. You had... No, uh, you took a day. You took two days off in Lorsburg, right? I did, I did. And I took one day off in Lorsburg because you started a little bit ahead of me. But um, you've always... You've always been popping up here and there as I've been hiking along. <laughs> yeah, well, the CDT trail community is pretty small, actually. And I think the group leaving in mid-April for trail days, you tend to coagulate and see each other quite often. And I'm glad. And uh, so when you were on the PCT, were you hiking alone or with a partner or were you in a group or what were you doing? So I flew into San Diego on my own, and then literally on day one, I fell in with a group of people. I was one of the lucky bunch that was shuttled by Scout and Frodo's, and essentially I didn't spend many nights on my own for the entirety of the trail. And did you expect the same things to happen on the CDT? Definitely not. What Part of what appealed to me about the CDT was the... It's a more isolated trail, it's more rural, and um, I expect it to be on my own, but fortunately for me, I fell in with a good, good, good bunch of people, and I'm glad. And you've been pretty much uh, hiking with the same crew since the start, right? Essentially, yeah. In the beginning, I was on my own more, as I was finding my legs, and then I think leaving trail days in Silver City, essentially, yeah, the same group. For, for <clears> me, <throat> I'm a little bit more flexible. Um, I've... I, I do like hiking with groups, but I have my own mind. So if I want to stay in town longer, if I want to move on, I'm going to move on. Because I, I know I can meet other people and, and yeah. things. So I'm, I'm just a little bit more flexible with, with my plans. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. It's not as if we have one group where we make group decisions together. We normally are in town at the same time and we make a plan. So, for example, let's say this last section from... Um, Cuba to Sharma, we essentially said, okay, Cuba to Sharma is this many miles, so it's roughly this many days. But I actually hiked the section on my own because I, I have a different hiking style, I have a different pace. I hike slower, but I'm happy to hike sunrise to sunset. And so on trail, I'm mostly on my own, but in town, it's nice to just have people you can text and hear up and share rooms. And that's, that's worked for me so far. You get your alone time and you get your group time. Yeah, and uh, we went into Santa Fe from Ghost Ranch. Uh, it was one of our uh, trail family's birthdays, and that yeah. was quite a party. <laughs> yeah, and that was fun. And for me, coming as a foreigner to the U.S., it's nice to just visit these touristy towns. And Santa Fe was a lovely town. And I'm glad the people is what made it fun. I think if I had gone down to Santa Fe for the weekend by myself, it would have been a different experience. Yeah. So it's nice having this group to hang out with. I think my, my favorite moment is when we went to the Goodwill and we perused all the different thrift, <laughs> thrift clothing and yeah. picked out outfits that were crazy and ridiculous to, to put on and go out to the bars and yeah. dance to some live music. And I think that there is something <laughs> liberating about trail life. I know I'll never come back to Santa Fe, so I can go out on a Saturday night wearing the most ridiculous outfit. And um, yeah, so it was, a hell of, it was a lot of fun, actually. And... Um, so do you think you've formed any like lifelong friendships or like really deep stuff or you, you, you just kind of keep things casual when you're hiking with people? So that's difficult to say. Um, knowing me as a person, I do travel around a lot. Um, this is my second summer in the States, but I've backpacked around parts of the world. And over the years, I tend to make good friends and deep friends, but I also don't try and force the issue. So once I get back to the UK, I know maybe a friend I made from South Africa, I might not see them until I eventually end up in South Africa. And I'm happy to just have a friendship that I know will exist for this summer or this winter and that we can go our separate ways. And if the time comes where we're in the same place at the same time again, we can just start off again. And that's an arrangement that works for me because I'm not a big fan of virtual relationships yeah yeah, yeah. um 
So I, I go into town a lot and I spend a lot of time in town and that's partly because of the people because I know the trail kind of will always be there, but these people in this scenario, in this moment, they're they're not always going to be there. This is like my one in a lifetime chance yeah. to, to really kind of hang out and get to know these people that I have mm. started to become friends with. Definitely. And it flavors the experience a bit more. Like, you can definitely do the CDT on your own and maybe not see a single person, especially if you're southbound. But And that's kind of what I was expecting when I came onto CDT and I was surprised that there were so many people. But on balance, I think it added more than it took away. Um, having a group to hang out with. And you st- don't get me wrong, like, the trail, it's a long trail. You still spend time on your own yeah. on trail. So, you know, it's worked out well for me. And um, be, does being in a group kind of affect uh, how you organize your time in town or it's the same? It can do. Like sometimes if I know a friend is 10 to 20 miles ahead and they'll get into town in a couple of nights, sometimes I do speed up so I can be there as well, especially when you start missing the town hedonism. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you do find yourself altering your hiking style so you can time it such that you meet your friends in town. And um, but I wouldn't say if it, if I wouldn't say I let it affect my trail decisions. If I wanted to take an early day and camp by a nice lake or camp in a very nice spot, I would do that and just be fall a bit behind. Have you ever had a problem with um, people on the trail that maybe you're not <clears throat> connecting with and they keep kind of showing up and hanging out around you? In the past, yes. Not in the American trails, but in the past, yes. Um, generally speaking, it's quite a good bunch on the CDT at the moment and I haven't met anyone I haven't really connected with. Not all personalities get along well with each other and it's very easy to put some distance between personalities you don't get along with. But most people are amicable and most people are easy to get along with you might not get a um, vibe with them like you might not be best friends with them but you can definitely like share a lunch uh, together and have an interesting conversation and most people have a good story to tell yeah. all right yeah. well uh i hope we'll be hiking together <laughs> yeah. for, for a lot more yeah. towards uh, along the cdc we've only kind of hit one state there's a lot more of this trail left even though with the snow year everybody's scattering some people are going home and they're going to go southbound from canada some people are going to the basin some people are just quitting and saying i'm trying again next year yeah so it's, it's going to be an interesting year to see how um mm. groups stay together or break apart and yeah. reform and definitely towards the end of new mexico there's been a diaspora people are going to colorado people going to wyoming and there have been some teary goodbyes in sharma yeah um but, you know, the trail does have a, have a habit of putting people your way that you never expected to see them again. So we'll see what happens up north. Okay, yeah. great. Thanks All for right. chatting. Thank you for having me, Carmen. So that's, that's Raps and I, Sarah Duma. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? So say we all live long and prosper. Thank you. And that concludes today's show. Our next episode will feature our second wildcard assignment. The open canvas tends to be a listener favorite, so you'll definitely want to tune in for this next edition. If you're through hiking in 2020 and are interested in joining the Trek blogging and or vlogging team, I encourage you to apply. We've got a host of new features that we're very excited to unveil to the class of 2020. I will, of course, include a link to this application in the show notes. If you're interested in becoming a trail correspondent for 2020, just hold tight. We'll have an application available for that a little bit later in the year. If you enjoy the show, please do leave us a review on iTunes, as this is a huge help in getting the word out about the show. Also, don't forget to subscribe to ensure you don't miss future episodes. Today's show was edited by our guy, Polly Boy Shalcross, who's also the genius behind these tasty tunes. You can keep up with the show on Instagram at Trail Correspondence, on Twitter at ThruHikerPod, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Trail Correspondence. You can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at ZRDavis. You can also get a hold of us via email at podcast at thetrek.co. Signing off for now, happy hiking. <laughs>